Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I have a fun topic for you, which is what is your income ceiling or breaking past your income ceiling? We're going to talk about both of these things. So first of all, you might be thinking, uh, what's an income ceiling? Do I really have one? The answer is maybe, probably. It's based on your business model. So to cut straight to the chase here, what I mean by your income ceiling is it's a combination of how much you charge and how many people you can work with at any given time. So if you're in a service-based business, if you're a service provider, like a web designer, graphic designer, photographer, wedding planner, whatever, then you're kind of capped out on the number of people you can work with uh, under your current uh, organization. Like by organization, I mean the way that you have your business organized. If you already have team members, you have a maximum amount of clients that you and your team can take. If you're a solo person, you have a maximum amount of clients that you can take as a solo owner of your business without much support around you. So let's take, for example, let's assume that on average, you charge your client $5,000. So you do project-based work, you charge $5,000 and you determine that you can take about 30 clients per year working the amount of time you want to work. So maybe your goal is to not work more than 40 hours a week. Maybe you work 60, maybe you work 30, whatever, whatever your comfort zone is, you can work with 30 clients at $5,000. So that's $150,000 per year. That's your income ceiling. That's your comfortable income ceiling. Okay. You can get uncomfortable if you want, but we typically don't really want to do that. We want to run our business within the parameters that we want to set them at. So remember also that about 50% of that uh, 150,000 is likely going to go towards taxes and expenses. So this is typically, I'm assuming that we're saving 20% for tax and we're operating at 70% profitability. So 30% is going to expenses. So 50% total to tax and to expenses, leaving you with $75,000. So not too shabby, but does $75,000 cut it, you would have to determine. You'd have to determine that based on your own individual circumstances. And then of course, this income ceiling is going to vary for everyone. So let's now assume instead, maybe you're like a virtual assistant. So maybe you're a virtual assistant and you, let's say that you invoice, um, I'm like typing as I go so I can keep up with my own math. Let's say that you charge $30 per hour and you can bill let's say maximum, you can bill 30 hours a week. Maybe, yeah, let's say you can bill 30 hours per week or let's say 40, maybe you work on weekends, so you can do 40. And the reason why we say that is because that only includes like the time that you're spending doing work for your clients, all the work that you're doing for yourself when you're updating your own website, doing your own social media, all that kind of stuff you can't charge for, right? Because that's your own work. So let's say 40 hours a week of client work Um, times $30. So 40 times 30 is $1,200 per week. Um, And then we're going to multiply that by 57 weeks. And again, this is assuming that you're really taking like 
no vacations. So 1,200 times, are there 57? There are 54 weeks in a year, right? This is embarrassing. 1,200 times 54, that could be totally off. I'm having a brain fart day. So just don't mind me if that's the case. So in that circumstance, your income ceiling is $64,800. So just an example of what it might be if you're doing hourly work. Now let's also maybe think about um, this example client of $5,000 per client at 30 clients per year. Let's say this person's a photographer. Okay, so we have photographer and we're saying your average is $5,000. You might be thinking, well, Brayden, I do have a package where I charge 8,000. Okay, great. Love that. But now I'm gonna ask you, can you still book 30 clients? So whatever your amount of clients is, if everyone went for your highest package, you're a photographer, maybe you're a wedding planner, if everyone's booking you at your highest rate, are you still able to take the same amount of clients or are you taking fewer clients because that package comes with additional work? So this is something for you to think about and you wanna to work towards coming up with what I call your sweet spot. So if you had, a, let's say you offer a $3,000 package, a $5,000 and an $8,000. Which one of these has the highest profit margin? So in other words, which one are you gonna make the most amount of money for the least amount of time worked? That's the one that you wanna sell the most of. Um, maybe the one that has the lowest profit margins, the easiest one to sell. So you don't mind keeping that around, that's fine. But you wanna emphasize in your sales process selling the higher one. And eventually you're gonna get all of this optimized. So let's say our person um, who I said had an income ceiling of $150,000 really optimized uh, their sales sweet spots and their sales matrix. And they might be able to increase that, um, that income ceiling to let's say 165,000. But then they decide to get really smart with affiliate income. And they're gonna do some affiliate income they're going to um, increase maybe photo album sales if they're a photographer. So that's more money that they can make with a lot without a lot more work. It's like money on the back end. And that might increase their income ceiling to, let's say, 185000 So they're going to make $20,000 more per year in affiliate sales and photo album sales. So you can see there's a lot of different ways that we can kind of increase that income ceiling marginally. Like probably not double it, but increase it marginally with some strategic revenue streams in our business. But ultimately, we have a big discrepancy here, right? Between these two different industries. Our photographer is at 185, um, which again, this is a made up example. So I think 185 would still be really, really ambitious um, without having help. I would say that's probably not possible if you are only working in that 40 hour a week time parameter that I set. If someone is solo in their business making 185 uh, as a photographer, I'm guessing they're probably working more like 60 to 70 hours a week because I've had clients in that spot in the past. And they were also doing like 50 weddings a year, which if you're in the industry, you know that that is a lot. So, but contrast that to our uh, virtual assistant who is billing $30 per hour, 40 hours a week, making roughly $65,000 per year, that's a lot different. Their income ceiling is a lot lower. So these are all things that we need to think about. So it might be a lot more pressing for that VA to work on some strategies to increase their income ceiling 
sooner than the photographer. And of course, this is all going to depend on how quickly you get booked out as well. So I could probably do a lot more uh, examples about the income ceiling. It's like fun. It's fun math for me. It's something I like, I like to chat about, but do your own math. So sit down and think about what that would look like for you. And also keep in mind that you may not be at your highest price point. So if your eventual goal is to charge 5,000 and you're only charging 3,000 right now, your income ceiling is going to be 5,000 times your number of clients. And you're going to eventually work your way up to it. But once you get there, once you start to kind of press on that income ceiling, how do you break through it? Well, I find there are three primary ways. Maybe I, I could do four. I'm, I should start saying there are four ways. So four ways I'm updating my notes. The first is what we've already talked about. So creative ways to squeeze extra uh, revenue. So that's uh, affiliate sales, uh, upsells, downsells, uh, really any kind of like passive income you can add. So passive income. Um, and that's going to help you, again, make marginal improvements, typically. It's not going to drastically change what you're able to do. The next, um, the next way, the big way, is that you can hire. So we really have two really key ways we can break past our income ceiling. So you can hire. Um, at first, this might look like hiring VAs yourself. So assuming you're not a VA, you can hire a VA to help with your client onboarding. You can hire someone to do your sales calls for you so you don't have to get on sales calls. That might actually be a great person to hire if you're not great at sales calls, right? You can hire someone who's not only gonna free up time for you, but is maybe gonna convert more, more inquiries or more leads into clients. You could hire someone to do your social media. You can hire out your bookkeeping. There's lots of things you can hire uh, that doesn't necessarily need to look like an employee, but once you've done some of those things and you're ready to move even further, you can hire employees. Uh, and of course, we all know that contractors and employees are very different things. When I use those terms here, I'm not really talking about the legal logistics. Trust me, I talk about that in other episodes. I'm more differentiating between like an employee being someone that's actually going to be in your business providing your same service. So in this context, if it's the photographer, you're hiring another photographer to help take on clients on your behalf. So like an associate team. So obviously building an associate team is going to help you break past that ceiling because now your number of clients is not limited to the amount of work you can do. It's limited to the amount of work that you and your employee can do. So if they're full-time and you're full-time, well, now you could maybe take 30 clients or sorry, 60 clients instead of 30 clients. And maybe you're going to pay let's just say for easy math, you're going to pay half of the amount that the clients pay you to your associate. So $2,500 per client, which leaves $2,500 for you. So if we put $2,500 times 30, that's going to add $75,000 onto your income ceiling. So now you've gone to from $150 to $225, or if we consider all those other add-ons we had before, it would be $245 would be your income ceiling. So huge difference there. Again, lots of assumptions. We're assuming that you can fully uh, double book your business. Lots of, lots of other assumptions as well. But that's a big way to break past your income ceiling. The next uh, option is creating some kind of a one-to-many offer. So when I say one-to-many, I'm talking about a membership, an online course, a group coaching program, 
Uh, these are ways that you can deliver a service to more than one person at a time. Um, I would even think in the service industry, this could look like, you know, doing like renting out a space where you're going to do like family holiday photo sessions and you're going to do them in like volume. So everyone can like book an hour or whatever at the space. That's not like really one to many because it's still one person at a time, but you're kind of batching them, so to speak. But one to many, I really mean uh, courses. Okay. So this opens it up, especially if you offer something that can be done in a group format. So maybe you're a web designer and now you're going to teach people how to do their own website designs. So instead of taking on one client and charging them $5,000 to do their website for them, maybe you are going to launch a program where each person pays $1,000 and you're going to teach them step-by-step -step how to do it on their own. And your goal is to bring in 20 people. So that's $20,000 that you're potentially going to make for the same amount of time on your end, at least in the program. The marketing is kind of a, a different ballgame. If you follow me, you probably know like what the online course world is like. You've seen examples of it. Most of my programs are online courses or memberships. If you followed some of my friends, you probably see what they're doing as well. And maybe you've been curious about getting into it also. So that's an option for you. The fourth uh, kind of item that I have on here and how you can break past your income ceiling is simply to charge more, right? Um, and this kind of goes against the whole concept of the income ceiling, because at first I'm telling you there's a maximum amount that you can charge. But the way I like to think about it is there's a maximum amount you can reasonably charge to work with the type of clients you're currently working with, right? So you have an ideal client, you have an ideal client avatar, whatever you want to call them, and they're willing to pay up to X amount of dollars. Maybe they're actually willing to pay up to Y amount of dollars if you're really marketing yourself well, right? If you have the right copy on your website, use the right imagery, all that kind of stuff. But once you go from charging 5,000 to 10,000, that's double. That's a different, that's probably a different ideal client, right? You might have a few people that fall within your ideal client kind of range who might be willing to spend that because they just love, love, love you. But for the most part, we're talking about going after a different type of client now. So in the wedding industry, that's going to look like going after like the luxury market. Okay. And I know some people like don't really like that term, but it is what it is. That's what we're going to call it. So going after the luxury market, but then you have to ask yourself, is that for me? Do I want to do that? I've talked to a lot of wedding folks who say, you know, at first in theory, I liked the idea, but then once I started working with those people, I realized that people at that price point are really, really demanding. Or they might say, I've realized that my ideal client is someone with this type of job who wants to have this kind of wedding. And people that have that type of budget are not really falling within this. Maybe you want to work with people who want to have like a 30 guest max and they want to have like a boho wedding, just like by the beach, like not in a fancy venue. And so those type of people probably aren't spending a half a million dollars on their wedding and they're not willing to pay a photographer $10,000 because that's just not what their budget is, right? It doesn't mean that they don't have the money. They might just be choosing not to invest that much in that event. Same thing goes into web design. This is the other example I've been using through this. Like you might decide that you want to start charging $10,000, but that might mean that you're now working with like corporate accounts, 
right? Rather than small businesses. And that is something that you may love, you may hate, right? Or you're just getting more demanding clients, or maybe that is uh, opening up, you up to websites that require a lot more pages. So I know if I ever had someone that needed to redo my site top to bottom, it would cost me an arm and about 15 legs because I have, so I actually recently had 180 pages on my website. I deleted about 80 of them, which I know probably is not ideal for SEO, but clutter just drives me mad, both physically and digitally. And I needed to clear some brain space. So I deleted a lot, but I have a bunch of funnels on the back end of my website. I have multiple courses and all of that stuff gets kind of tangled into a web. So um, yeah, I could hire someone just to do like the six primary pages on my website. But if I wanted to redo all the sales pages and everything like that, I know that that would be a very expensive project. And some designers may love that project. They may want like 10 of those per year. And that's like all they're really doing. Other people, you know, may want to have the simple five page website that they can bust out in a week. And they might book one of those a week and take 50 clients a year. And they like to work on that kind of a basis. Uh, this reminds me, um, I wish I had her name. Maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes. But recently I was listening to my friend Claire's podcast over on the Get Paid podcast. And she interviewed a copywriter and she had a really interesting way that she worked with clients. And she worked specifically with wedding, photograph wedding photographers doing their websites. And she had a team of a, a few people, I think. And they worked within like an 11 day window, I think it was. So everything was very system systematized. She's like, this is how we work with people. We get it done quick. We're able to take a lot of clients and we're able to take people on pretty short notice. And that's a fabulous business model for them. Uh, and that's going to determine what their income ceiling is, right? Because they're going to charge a certain amount of dollars and they know exactly how many people they can work with. So where am I going with all of this? Well, first of all, like I always tell you, you have to know your numbers. So if you don't have the data, you're not going to be able to come up with uh, a solution to an eventual problem, right? You also need to think of, this also is going to help you start to think about the amount of work that you're doing for the amount of money that you're making. Are you having reasonable profit margins? But ultimately where I'm going here and kind of the thesis of this episode is that you need to pre-plan uh, and do things before you think that you're ready to do them. So why are we thinking about this now? Well, you don't wanna be in the position of waiting to take action until the point in time when you don't have time to take action. I see this happen a lot. People will say, like, literally, I'm fully booked, but I want to start making more money. And the only way I feel like I can do that is to hire a team. But I'm having a really hard time hiring because I'm literally fully booked working with clients. So how do I find the time to create a job listing, interview people, and then, Jesus Christ, I have to train them. That's the most time-consuming part. Well, if you're waiting until you're fully at capacity, that's going to be really difficult, as you can imagine. So I usually suggest uh, taking these steps when you're at like 75% capacity or, so big or, or whenever you can uh, A, afford to do it, and B, want to do it. And by afford, I mean that you can afford both in terms of you can afford the time and also you can afford it financially. So what? let's break this down. So let's say you're 75% at capacity. You might decide, oh, or you might be struggling to think of how you could afford to go ahead and hire someone. Well, you need to be able to go ahead and offload some of the projects that you already have 
and sustain yourself on that revenue. And this requires you to already have solid profit margins. So if you are not looking at your expenses on a monthly basis and looking at your profit margins, that's an important first step before you think about which of these avenues you're going to go down to increase this uh, income ceiling that I've been talking about. So this was all just to help you start to think about where you're headed, what you need to do. If you're nodding along like, yes, great, and I'm already there, I need some help. Well, the good news is I got some resources to help you. So as I told you in last week's episode, I'm gearing up for a launch of Digital Course Academy, which is Amy Porterfield's signature program to help you launch a create and launch a fabulous course. And she has a private podcast out now, which is a bonus podcast. I believe it will be available for a limited period of time. And it is titled My Brutally Honest Road to Business Success and the Blueprint I Would Follow Today. So remember, this is my, as in Amy's, Amy's my. So Amy's Brutally Honest Road to Business Success and the Blueprint She Would Follow Today if she were starting over. Um, I'm going to be downloading that or signing up for that and listening to it because uh, Amy always knocks it out of the park with whatever she's doing. If you would like to get access to that, I have an affiliate link for you uh, to sign up. We're going to put that in the show notes. You can also go to www.bradendrake.com forward slash Amy P and we will have that. Amy is going to be rolling out a boot camp here in a few days, which is going to be amazing. I'll tell you more about that on Thursday. And then Digital Course Academy will be opening in a couple short weeks. So if you've been thinking about that one-to-many offer, definitely go sign up for Amy's podcast bonus. It's going to be amazing. And you can also uh, message me on Instagram. And I'm very serious when I say that if you're contemplating doing a group offer, it's something I would love to chat with you about because uh, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings, both pros and cons as someone who's been uh, doing that now for three years as the primary revenue stream in my business. I think I shared on last week's profit report that at this point in the year, year to date, uh, 9% of my income has come from one-on-one services. The other math, okay. The other 91% of my income has come from my courses, memberships, and affiliate sales. So 91% of my business is at this point a one-to-many type thing. So I can definitely share a lot of my wisdom with you on that. Now, one, another way I'm looking at kind of going past my income ceiling is technically by starting a second business. Maybe I should add that out as option number five, but not something I'd advise for everybody. But really, I'm going down the avenue of hiring in that business once I start to get that business rolling. So I shared my new business, Drag Tax, a couple of weeks ago. I plan to hire from the outset in this business. Um, Right now, I'm just doing the marketing for it. I don't really have much in the way of clients, to be honest with you. But once I start to get clients, I will be outsourcing most of the work. So that comes down to hiring. And luckily, you all know that I work very closely with my friend Ashley and her dad, Dale, at the Abundance Group. And they run an amazing group program on how to hire a team. And so, of course, the team's going to help you go past your... uh, your income ceiling in a different avenue. Well, they are now launching a course. So more of a self-paced course at a lower price point 
to help you with team building, I would think this would be a great option for you. If you're just getting started hiring, maybe you're not ready for like a full-time or even a part-time employee just yet, but you want to start hiring contractors and building out a contractor team with the idea that hopefully in a few months, you'll be ready for employees. So if you want all the information on their course, we have that in our show notes as well. You can check it out. These are all affiliate links, by the way. Um, I make commissions on Digital Course Academy and I make commissions uh, on Ashley and Dale's program. Um, but just know that there is a lot of shit that I could be promoting and I strategically choose things that I really trust and I believe in uh, and things that integrate well into what I teach. So the income ceiling is something that I'm really passionate about. My goal is really to help everyone get to at least $200,000 in revenue in their business. And I think that is kind of a marker that most of us can get to with just a couple of contractors if we want to. But if we want to go beyond that, uh, we got to branch out a little bit. We either have to probably create a one-to-many offer or hire more of a team. And that's what I want for you, right? I want you to go past that mark. I want you to hit, I want you to hit 200K if you, if you want to get there, if you feel like you need to get there. That's where I want you to go. I have some content coming out on that in the next few months. And in order to do that, you probably need to take some additional steps. Um, of course, everything that I teach, pat myself on the back, I think, uh, the bookkeeping, the profit, uh, learning your profit margins, running your cash flow, making sure that you're legally protecting all that cash, cash flow. Those are the foundations. And then all this other stuff helps you build on those foundations. So I'm going to stop rambling today. I think I've covered what I want to cover. If you have any questions, comments, message me, post in our Facebook group, Braden's Besties. Um, as always, you can join there. It's super fun. Uh, and stay tuned for our episode on Thursday. I'm going to have a fun guest. So that will be great. And I look forward to chatting with you then. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.